Welcome in, everybody, to On Air with Aaron, the podcast where I watch the worst anime of all time, so you guys don't have to. So, my, uh, my, my most, uh, viewed reel on Instagram just happened. Um, I don't really know what happened. Like, when I first posted it, it got, like, 87 likes or something and a couple comments, but... Right now, it's at about, like, 800 likes or something, which I've never gotten a reel that's been that popular on Instagram. I don't really know how reels works relative to TikTok, but anyway, yeah, so if you uh, if you just found the podcast through the reels, then welcome. We do this bi-weekly, and we still just watch the worst anime of all time, as according to myanimelist.com. So welcome in. I hope you find respite, but... um. Yeah, without further ado, let's uh, let's let's ruin your day with another terrible anime. <laughs> so let's see. The one that I am going to be covering today is called J.K. Meshi. I don't know what any of those words mean. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and look at this. So it's it's rated four point six out of ten, which um you know isn't isn't favorable. Uh, and it also has ten thousand members, which. The last few that we've done have had roughly, I think, like anywhere between one to five thousand. So this has quite quite a few members. Um, so I don't know. Maybe this has kind of a kind of a cult following. I'm not I'm not too sure. Uh, but anyway, let us read the synopsis, shall we? Three high school girls have mastered the art of cooking simple B class dishes called JK Meshi. The three girls, Reina, Ryoka, and Ruriko are all classmates in their second year of high school. They often get distracted when studying for tests, and when they do, they cook J.K. Meshi. <laughs> that's it. That's the synopsis. So, is, this kind of seems like a like a slice-of-life sort of thing, where it's just them in high school, and then they just randomly start cooking dishes. Though, I, I'm, I'm kind of not concerned, but confused, because they're three minutes per episode. So, I'm kind of hoping that what they don't do is they just have, like, two and a half minutes of just straight random shit that doesn't matter at all. And then they're like, ah, we're bored, let's go cook. And they have a quick 20-second montage of them cooking. That's my big concern. Because if they're going to go if they're gonna go with the cooking thing, I want it to be, like, half the episode. I don't know, though. I, I, don't, I don't trust any of these... I don't trust any of these terrible anime with doing anything that I wish, to be completely honest. But uh, let's see. So let, let's read more of this. So there's... Oh my god, there is 26 episodes of this show. Now, I did say that they're only three minutes, and I'm pretty sure I could find it at two times speed, but oh my god, why is there 26 episodes? Oh god, okay, so I think this is the most that we've had to sit down and watch at any given time, because I think Cochin Paw Season 2 had 24 episodes? I could be wrong. I think there was 24, but 26 is the most. Oh, my God. Anyway, this finished airing uh, March 29th of 2016. Um, no producers, no licensors, but it's done by Studio Kiyotoma, and they have done... Wow, their repertoire is just not good. Oh, wait, wait, they did Crane Game Girls? Wait, I think I might have known that. If you haven't listened to my Crane Game Girls episode, it's, it's, a, it's a few episodes before this one. Uh, that one was... A genuine banger for a terrible anime. <laughs> it was stupid, but I mean, hey, we, we we take what we can get. Um, but their most popular work, as in the one that has the highest score, is Cleone no Akari, 
And that one has a 5.41 out of 10 ranking. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I feel so bad. Uh, yeah, they, they've done other other famous works such as um, Dashutsu Gashapon. I don't know what that is. Uh, Ikemen Kyugotai Nurse Ong. Or Nurse Ang. Uh, oh, Ang Angolo? A A Angelo? I, I can't tell what those letters are. Um, Naked Wolves. Oh, wait, that one actually has the highest score. Naked Wolves has a score of 5.79. Never mind. That's that's their genuine banger. And then Onyan Capone. I'm not kidding. That that's what one of their shows is called. So I guess I guess now we know where uh where Isayama got the got the name idea for Onyan Capone in Attack on Titan. Anyway, um Yeah, so uh JK Meshi, three minutes per episode, twenty-six episodes. I, 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 I can't wait to dive into this. It's rated PG-13, so like 13+, plus, which I don't know why. My only concern is that the girls are going to randomly just start taking their clothes off because, I mean, it's anime. Why wouldn't they just randomly take their clothes off, for shit's sake? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so, uh, as, as always, I'm excited to go watch this, but we'll probably be horribly let down in the second half. But being let down is not for me to decide. That is up for future me to decide. So I'm going to go hand the mic off to him, who has watched anywhere between, like, 3 to 26 whole episodes of J.K. Meshi. Welcome back in, folks, to On Air with Aaron, and I am back after finishing 13 full episodes of J.K. Meshi. Now, I really wanted to get through all of this genuinely. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Not trying to clickbait you. Not trying to. Not trying to give you false promises. But genuinely, I wanted to finish this one, but I just couldn't. I, I'm sorry. There is this. There was not much to this show after those 13 episodes. Like, if you watch 13 episodes, that'll be enough. If you were interested in the premise and the playout of the series, then the first 13 episodes were okay. Primarily because nothing freaking happens in the show. Oh, geez, sorry, I got like a random hiccup while <laughs> while I was ranting right there. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, 13 episodes. Nothing happens in this show. Like. It, it does not progress. There's no plot. There, there's there's really no anything. And I don't necessarily want to say that's bad. Because it's supposed to be more of a slice-of-life, comedy, silly show. So I can't really expect a groundbreaking plot. But I'm expecting just a plot, you know? <laughs> Which is just a bit unfortunate, because there, there really wasn't one. Which made me sad. Uh, yeah, so... Unfortunately... The show primarily takes place in, uh, like, one of the main girls, Reina, or Rina, I guess. Uh, it takes place in, in like, her, her living room, and that's, that's it. There's a couple different shots where they're outside the living room, and they even reference going outside the living room and doing more stuff out there, but they never really do. And I skipped through a couple episodes after episode 13 to see, ah, maybe they do do some changes, but they, they really don't. Very, very sad. It's just, uh, the thing that makes me the most upset about this show is it genuinely had high potential to be enjoyable. 
Now, there were a lot of things that held it back. Uh, but but the, the big ones were its animation, its time slot, and, uh, and its lack of plot. So, with the animation, the animation's bad. Let's just get this out of the way. Most of these anime that we cover that are sub 5 out of 10 have really bad animation. There are, of course, some exceptions. Like, uh, GB8 had decent animation. Like, the, the characters moving was bad. Um, but it genuinely looked okay. You know, uh, Pupa was atrocious, but it genuinely looked pretty good. Uh, even, um, Glamorous Heroes, if you remember, oh wait, no, 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 sorry, not Glamorous Heroes, um, actually, wait, was it Glamorous Heroes? Jeez, I don't remember, I don't remember what all these ones are. I think so, I think it was, I think it was that one, that, was that the one where it was like the isekai with the, the weird dude? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, yeah, that one had like decent art style. This one didn't. It felt cheap, it looked cheap, and it was cheap. The character models were really basic. Maybe with the exception of Ruriko, she was okay, but still, it just, it looked very, very cheap. And the animation just didn't help. It looked very bad. It was like a step up from Hanoka's animation, if I had, if I had to say that. Um, yeah, it just, it just wasn't good. Um, the lack of plot, of course, really didn't help it because it's supposed to be a silly show where it's these girls studying and doing stuff and... You just don't really, they, they like, the moments where they're talking about studying, I think are actually done pretty well when they're just bantering and being silly. And then the moments where they're cooking and putting out the dishes are actually done kind of well. But together, they feel that they should be a part of a different show. Because the cooking parts, it just doesn't really make sense. Like, these girls are all at least semi-decent at cooking for being high school, middle school, however old they are. Like, they're semi-decent. They're making these okay, pretty instant, quick meals. But why are they making them? Like, I feel that it would have made more sense if they were college kids and they were, like, in the dorms and they say, gee, man, we're really studying and now we need to make a really cheap meal because we're broke. Hey, here's cheap college meals that you could make. I feel that it would have a more consistent theme, but this one's just kind of like, hey, we're high schoolers. We're studying. And now let's just make some random fucking rice. I, I, I don't I don't get it. It didn't it didn't have much cohesion. Um but anyway, I'll get more into that later. But one that I want to bring up that, that you guys are probably like, huh? Why did this affect it? Is the time slot. Now this was something really weird. Cause of course, on, on my anime list, it said that its time slot was uh, was 1 o'clock on Tuesdays. Now, I forget that when they actually put that on there, they're referring to Japanese time, which uses the military 24-hour time. So, 1 o'clock isn't 1 p.m. That's 1 a.m., baby. That's one hour after midnight. And this show is marketed towards children. Now, I don't know the Japanese school system hour layout, but I can guarantee that most children in Japan that would be watching this show and that would be interested in this show are asleep at 1 a.m. This isn't something that you stay up late to watch like on Adult Swim because they say the F word. This is like, why would you stay up to watch this? It's only three minutes of length. They don't cuss. There's no lewdness. I don't, I don't know why you would stay up to watch this show. 
who is watching this show? I don't get it. Like, this is the kind of show that would play after Cochinpa on Japanese Nick Jr. You see what I mean? This isn't one of those, like, adult shows. If you stayed up late to watch Naruto or Dragon Ball when you were six years old on Adult Swim, that makes sense. Because it's, like, a little bit more adult because they, they get... With the crazy fights, there's this crazy stuff going on, and, and they might say, damn, or shit. Like, that's stuff that you want to stay up and watch when you're a kid. Not this show. <laughs> so, it just has, like, a really big identity crisis in my eyes. Like, this show, it just, it felt very, very weird. And they, they do make a lot of, refer like, meta-references to the show itself inside the show. Which, Chofutsu kind of did as well, but that show was intentionally weird. This one just kind of brought it up sometimes to reference things, which I didn't think it was bad. It just felt interesting, to say the least. Uh, but anyway, um, let's dive further into this show and talk about each episode, shall we? So let's start off. We got good old episode one, baby. So, so it opens up with the girls inside of uh, Raina's living room. And they're talking about none other than the uh, than the French Revolution. Of course, you know when I was in high school and my friends came over to my place, we would just sit down, maybe maybe grab like a pizza, grab some food, and we'd be like, "Hey, you know, let's talk about French Revolution, guys. You know what? Let's just let's talk about it." They're studying it for their class, and basically, this is the layout of all the girls. Ryoka is the smart one. They also play that she has big boobs, but like honestly, it's not as explicit as other anime do. So. I can't really judge them on it, but they're pretty much in every single shot. She's fully clothed, thank God, but yeah, they play on that. Um, Reyna is like the main girl. It's her house that it's in. She cooks most of the dishes, and she's kind of the mediator between uh, Ryoka and the last girl, Ruruki. Ruriko? Yeah, it's Ruriko. And Ruriko is the idiot. Like... If she was in a Western sitcom, she would be the blonde character. The dumb, stupid, airhead blonde character. <laughs> but she's got she's got this pink hair, so she kind of looks like the typical, like, sweet, cute, innocent, weird, idiot uh, anime character. You know what I mean? We, we, we all can name one off the top of our heads. But anyway, so that that's that's the that's the layout. Ryoka is like is the super smart one. Rhina's the uh, I keep saying Rhina, damn it. Reyna is the one whose house they're at, and Ruriko is the idiot. That's the layout that they got. And they're talking about the French Revolution. And Ruriko has no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> she's completely lost, because she, she's an idiot, remember? So, she doesn't know what's going on. And Ryoka's trying to explain it all to her. And she talks about something like Robespierre, but... For, but Ruriko thinks that Robes and Pierre are two different people playing in like a soccer match or something. I don't know how she extrapolated that, but she's that. And Ryoka's like, no, you idiot. Robes Pierre is one person, not two. It was, it was, it was so stupid. But anyway, then what they do after, uh, after their, their, their academic session, you can even call what they're doing academic. Uh, they, they, they start to make some food. I should be more specific. It's 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 Reyna that's making the food in most of the episodes. And this is how the structure of each episode goes. Roughly about two minutes of them doing academic stuff. And then about a minute of them cooking. That's pretty much the layout of each episode. So in this episode, the meal of the day 
is uh, miso soup. But she adds in a bunch of other stuff. Like, she adds in some some chopped tomatoes. Some, uh... What was it? It was, like, a little bit of olive oil. And, like, a little bit of, a little bit of something else. And they go through and they explain why this is actually fairly healthy for you. And they said, don't add too much olive oil because olive oil is a fat and you don't want to have too much because it'll, it'll be, it'll be fattening for you. It's not healthy, but the tomatoes have like really good health benefits. The miso has this good stuff. All the other toppings are really good. So they're kind of going down this route of being educational, not just with school stuff, but with food stuff, which I think I've brought this up before. I watched how heavy are the dumbbells you lift. And that one was a completely over-the-top anime. But it also had some really good and factual health information tips. Like, hey, when you're walking up a hill, walk this specific way so you can like get a better workout in for your calves. Or, you know, when you're lifting this kind of weight, make sure you have this form so you can get uh, like optimal strength and you don't hurt yourself. You know, like, like helpful factual information. So the show kind of takes this approach... And I'm, I'm, I'm not a chef. Like, my, my, my cooking expertise is uh, is very minimal, <laughs> if, if I'll say that. And I'm assuming that the stuff that they said was correct. Because, I mean, they basically said tomato healthy. And I'm like, yep, I know that one. T- tomato is, in fact, healthy. So I'm assuming the stuff that they're putting forth is factual, which is cool. I always like it when a show does that where it's the stuff that's in it is actually true. So if you wanted to make that that recipe that they did, the miso soup with tomatoes and whatnot, it would actually be pretty good for you. I like that. But again, it feels so weird that they're doing that with, hey, let's talk about the French Revolution and all these facts about the French Revolution. Also, you know what we're going to do? Teach you about cooking. It just feels weird. Like, who is this show made for? Like, the show is made for groups of high school friends who study at one of their houses and then cook together. Like, that's such a weird, narrow demographic that's like, why? Because, again, you could have just made it primarily cooking. Or you could have made it they were college kids and it's meant to show the college experience. That would have been funnier and way better, in my opinion. Anyway, so let's move on to episode two. So... Their next lesson they're talking about is uh, is the atmosphere and basically what is what makes up the air that we breathe. And this episode was my favorite for one specific reason. They're talking about argon, baby, the element, and I loved it. And Ruriko, oh wait, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in the episode description, it says, "Isn't argon such a cute name?" And I was like. Let's go, baby. They know me. They know who's watching this show. This episode was made specifically for me. They're talking about Argon. They're saying Argon's a cute name. Quite possibly the greatest thing ever. If you're confused, uh, my YouTube name is Argon Games. So uh, that's me, baby. But anyway, so they go on that for a little bit. And then instead of talking about, um, you know, the atmosphere and what's in our air, instead of talking about that, they transition into talking about Neanderthals. And this part was just, this part was just weird. Like, I don't really know what they were trying to do, but this, this part was just straight up weird. Um, so they're talking about the Neanderthals and, um, Ruriko says, Oh, I saw a Neanderthal in Germany. I thought they were going to make a, like, Oh, Germans are Neanderthals. Like, you know, those typical country versus country jokes. I thought they were going to say that. 
No, not at all. Uh, then Ryoka is like, what? Neanderthal in Germany? That doesn't make any sense. Neanderthals have been extinct for 30,000 years. Does that mean that, that Ruriko is a time traveler? Does that mean there's a time traveling Neanderthal? I have to get to the bottom of this. What is going on? What is going on? Which is like, if it's already been established that Ruriko is an idiot. We already know that she's the dumb one of the group. Why are you believing her when she says that, that she saw a Neanderthal in Germany? I would just be like, yeah, okay, Ruriko, go, here, go take a nap, go lay down, you, you need some help. Why, why, is, why, is, why is Ryoka losing her mind over this? I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, this time, they're, uh, they're, they're stressed and tired from studying. So they make some food. Uh, and this time, they make uh, mackerel rice, which... They basically say, like, uh, Raina says, oh, you know, I'm using canned mackerel, and then I have, like, a bunch of other recipes on top. They eat it, and they say it's, it's really good. And again, they're explaining all the health benefits that mackerel has, that the rice has, that, like, all the other things have, and it's really cool. Again, I really liked it. I thought the cooking part was kind of cool. So then in episode three, uh, their academic season is, uh, is, is, is truly kicking off because midterms are, uh, are right around the corner. They're, they're preparing for them. And... Ruriko is like, yeah, we're learning capitals, and let me quiz you guys, because people think, what's the capital of America? Most people would think New York, but it's actually Washington. She says Washington, not Washington, D.C., but, like, I'll, I'll let it pass. And then she says the same thing for Australia. She's like, oh, people might think it's Sydney, but it's actually, like, Canberra or something. I don't actually know what the capital was, and I don't remember it, but she says that, and then I was like, okay, so Ruriko's not a complete idiot, but then Ryoka goes... Okay, Ruriko, nice, good good job, good job, except um, this is what they teach you in elementary school. We're not talking about that right now. And then, and then Reyna is like, yeah, instead of learning about just the capitals, we're learning about basically more intricate history for these countries. So, for example, when we're learning about Europe and we're learning about a lot of the European countries, we're learning about some of their like farming practices and they specifically say mixed farming and Ruriko again being the idiot she's like oh I know what mixed farming is that's when five women and five men like farm together and before you know it they've hooked up <laughs> I was like wait I'm not even aware of what mixed farming is is this what mixed farming is it's just like five men and five women. They're just like, hey, okay, so here's a carrot. Uh, here's some wheat. Here's some potatoes. Uh, cool. Now now let's go have sex. Like, is that what mixed farming is? No. Ruriko was thinking about social mixers, not mixed farming. <laughs> it's like, what the... F I, like, again, I don't know if this is hilarious writing or this is just incredibly stupid. It's It's one of the other or both, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, Ryoka's like, Ruriko, Ruriko, you're, you're an idiot. Shut up. Um, and then Ruriko feels really bad that she's a dumbass. <laughs> so, to atone, she cooks this time. And her outfit is a maid outfit, so I didn't even bring this up. Reyna, when she, like, I don't know, dons her cooking armor, she just has her skirt on and then ties an apron on. That's, that's really it. But Ruriko puts on a maid outfit, because why the hell wouldn't she? Um, and she goes to cook some food, and she makes potato salad. But instead of making it with potatoes, because Reyna's like, how the hell did you make this? I don't have any potatoes in my in my kitchen. 
But apparently she has some potato sticks. I, I didn't know those, those were a thing. You, they, they looked like they came in one of those, you know, those Pocky cans. Not cans, but containers, I guess. Where you peel the lid and then there's a Pocky in there. It kind of looked like that, but with potato sticks. So she basically heated them up and softened them, uh, kneaded them together, and then mixed some stuff in and made potato salad. And she said it kind of works, and they said it tasted really good. Again, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know potato sticks in a, in a little a little cardboard cup was a thing. But but hey, I don't know. Maybe they sell those in Japan, and I need, I need to go get myself some. <laughs> but yeah, again, so if, if you're noticing a trend, these three episodes are the exact same thing, then... um. Yeah, n- now you'll know where my uh, where my previous statements came from. <laughs> but then in the fourth episode, this is wh- this is where things change. Because remember, Ruriko is an idiot. She always has been, always will be. But the fourth episode changes something. So remember how in the previous episode they were prepping for midterms? Well, in episode four, the midterms have finished, and they got their results back for their history test. So Reina got an 88%. Ryoka got a 92%. Uh, these are all really good scores, you know. If you if you're if you're pretty smart getting a 92% on a history test in high school can actually be pretty difficult, especially if it's world history, you know, you're not familiar with other cultures, so you're learning about them. That, that 92 is a good score. But Ryoka's not happy. Not because a 92 is bad, but because Ruriko got a 97, baby. <laughs> And Ryoka is, like, so confused. She said, how on earth did the idiot in our group get a 97%? So they ask Ruriko, and she goes, oh, well, it's because you guys taught me. So I remembered it easier. And then she then proceeds to go on, like, a 25-second long rant about historical facts that... Again, I didn't fact check, but I'm only assuming are correct. And even if they're not correct, they are correct in the context of this universe that J.K. Meshi has blessed us with. So, they go on and then Ryoka's like, what on earth is going on? And then they randomly do like a Yuri bait thing where, where like, Ruriko and Reina are so close to each other. And Reina, like, holds Ruriko's face and they're blushing and say some things. The way, the way that Ruriko was, was, responds, it was actually really funny because she goes, um, what the hell are you doing right now? <laughs> Instead of, you know, playing into it. But then Ryoka goes, what, are you guys a couple or something? Which just felt really dumb and out of place because, again, it never played on it in the future. It was just a random thing that existed. I don't know why they felt that it was necessary to do. Like, if you're going to show a romance, just just have them be a couple. Like, don't, don't do weird shit like that. It's just... It's just weird. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, enough enough with that. Now now let's get on to the important part. What food did they make in this episode? They make frozen shrimp gratin or gratin. I don't actually know what that is. Um, but they they add in a special a special ingredient called takuyan or takuan. It's a, it's like a, a yellow pickled radish. Again, something that I have never heard of before. But but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's it's a thing. So yeah, they, they they make that and it's it's all it's all nice and good. Episode 5 was one of the dumbest episodes. Like, I don't get what they were trying to do. Because each episode has kind of had a theme up until this point. Albeit redundant, but a theme nonetheless. You know, the first one they're talking about the French Revolution and making jokes about that. And then they make miso soup. 
The second episode, they're talking about atmosphere and Neanderthals and then make some mackerel rice. But this one is weird. So, Ryoka and whatever the Reina are talking, just sitting there. It's just the two of them. And we see Reina's window in the background is open. And Ruriko just falls. She just falls basically from above the window, down past the window. And then climbs into the window. It's so weird. But the way that they explain what's going on is that Ruriko can't, like restrain herself from climbing through a window or something i don't know where they were going with this but the way that they also explained uh why she wasn't at home because they're at the house but they were just at school but apparently ryoka and reina were waiting for ruriko after class because their class got canceled so Ruriko just decides to climb through the window at their school and leave. I I don't know. They're playing it off that she that she has some like demon stuck inside of her head that makes her climb through a window every time there's a window open. That would honestly make more sense as an explanation as opposed to her just saying, "Oh, I like climbing through windows. I climbed through dozens of windows today." It doesn't make any sense. Again, maybe maybe there's some deep deeper joke that I'm not understanding with this. Maybe it's like climbing through a window is a symbol or a metaphor for something. But oh my god, it's so freaking weird. I don't I don't get what they were doing with this joke. I don't. Um, and then for some reason, she's like, "Oh, I climbed through so many windows. Now I'm hungry. Make me food." So Reina makes them some some pizzas. Because they don't have enough money to, to buy pizzas. They have like a thousand yen b- between them. They can't buy a pizza. So, Reina just makes mini toaster oven pizzas. Which, I mean, hey. I've made plenty of mini pizzas in my life inside of an oven. A toaster oven and a conventional oven. So, like, it's the true college specialty. I'm aware of it. But, like, what relevance does it have? Because, again... This would have made more sense in a college setting. This entire show would have made more sense in a college setting. And I know that I have said that. I have made that exact same assertion for other shows that we have watched. But that mostly um, applies to shows that have fan service. Because I'm like, why don't you just make them college age? Why don't you just make them 19 years old so it's less weird when they're just having a random ass shot? You know what I mean? That is the context that I have used the college age argument for. But this one I'm making the argument for, not because of lewdness, but because it would make so much more sense as to why they're cooking these weird fucking meals that sometimes are just incredibly random. Like, these little Lunchables pizzas that they're making. (laughs) I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I I genuinely don't understand. It's weird. Episode 5, episode 5 threw me, threw me for a loop. Okay, anyway, episode six, we're like halfway done with the, the stuff I watched. So episode six, they want to go to a movie, uh, and Ryoka, Ryoka goes on this rant about why she hates spy movies and action movies, which, if I'm being honest, she, she's kind of based when talking about that, because she goes, I mean, these movies are all dumb, because you get 43 dudes shooting at this one guy, and he somehow manages to escape unharmed. Like, you know what, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Ryoka. But... Yeah, and then she also hates horror movies because this one was really dumb. And I tried to summarize it as best as I could, 
But this is what she says. She says that she hates horror movies because horror movies mostly deal with the afterlife. And in the afterlife, you are brought into the afterlife by, like, a ghost or a spirit or something. So the reason why she hates these horror movies is because if she ever was killed and brought into the afterlife by a ghost or, like, a spirit... She would personally beat the shit out of that spirit for dragging her to the underworld. So she hates the horror movies because none of the characters beat the shit out of ghosts. I don't understand what that's trying to be. Like, oh my gosh. Again, I think I'm being too critical. <laughs> like, what, what, what was this even supposed to tell me? What, what, what is this supposed to tell me? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, it was like, I guess, you know, from like a little, from a little kid standpoint, you know, this, this could be funny. Ha ha. She's beating up a ghost. That's hilarious. But this aired at 1am. <laughs> what little kid is watching this show? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Whatever episode. No, we have to talk about the food. Yeah. So they just make instant udon and, and takoyaki. That's it. They just, they just, they just heat up some noodles and some takoyaki cool episode seven so they're talking about the movie and ryoka thinks that she's being taken over as the smart one of the group because she thinks like ruriko is is now smarter or whatnot and they do this thing which i i can't really i can't really dog on the show for this because again it kind of makes sense with this historical context that it's it's been showing with like the academics and stuff um, and it was, it was an innocent scene. It was kind of funny, but also just felt very out of place. Basically, Ryoka is role-playing, I guess, the way that they show it. Oda Nobunaga, which I only recently found out is, like, a huge person in Japanese history. Um, but she's, like, role-playing as, uh, Nobunaga. And is... A, like attacking Ruriko because he she doesn't want her to take her power from being the smart one. It's so weird. I don't I don't know. I I can't really explain it that well. But again, they're referencing historical figures, historical fights and whatnot, which I guess I guess I can give credit to because it was kind of cool. You know, hey, history. This is this is a this is an academic anime, but yeah, it was just it was it was weird um anyway to top things off they made they make fried chocolate which it's basically just an empanada like a chocolate empanada like they have the the shell or the the, the wrapping around it and then the chocolate inside um looked really good but yeah that's it <laughs> episode eight apparently they went to another movie because for some reason they like they did like a three episode movie arc um, they went to another movie uh, that apparently was a samurai-era love story. And Ryoka is saying, oh, this, this this movie sucked because it wasn't really, like, a romance. They said it was a romance, but it was samurai-era, so it was more of a samurai drama. And then Reina said, no, I disagree. It just showed the love between people during the samurai era. But then they're talking about how it dealt with some guy who basically, like, brought Japan into the modern era i guess in like 1889 when they signed their constitution or something and ruriko just becomes incredibly based 
Like, just, I was not expecting to hear this in the, uh, in, in the show. But anyway, so they're talking about how it's like this guy, I, f- I forget what his name was, how this guy was so great for bringing them into the modern era, for, for signing the constitution and doing all this great things, because it made Japan turn into a more prosperous nation and gave them a lot of power, which is a really good thing. But then Ruriko effectively says, no, Japan went around it the wrong way. They gained their power in an immoral way. It was paved in oppression and control. And even though Japan is prosperous now, that doesn't excuse their horrible past. Again, this is supposed to be a kid's show. <laughs> like, where, where, where did this come from? And it's not even like she just kind of said it in like a like a sentence. It felt more... Have you guys seen that that uh, the, the clip from that Sonic Generations, the newer Sonic show? where uh, Knuckles goes on that rant about, um, like, feminism, where Amy said, oh, I'm going to prove once and for all that girls can play the same sports as guys. And then Knuckles is all like, you know, every time someone brings attention to the fact that a woman's doing something, it, like, undermines it and says that this is, like, an exception as opposed to the status quo. You know, it felt super out of place and and, and way more woke, quote-unquote, than you would expect from a a show. This is exactly what that moment felt like. (laughs) It was so, it was so funny. Like, I, I genuinely paused the show when I was watching this. I said, there's no way, there's no way that she just said this. And sure enough, she did. Um, but anyway, then, then, uh, basically Reyna's like, yeah, I understand your opinion. That actually makes a lot of sense. Cool. Uh, and, and then, um, they make cup noodles and then use the, the leftover broth and soup to make egg custard. Which is like, they just like break an egg inside of it and mix it together and like throw it in the microwave which again i don't know if any of these recipes work but like just seemed kind of interesting it's like yeah we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna talk bad about japan's imperial past but but hey cup noodles just a weird a weird theme transition do you see what i mean with me saying that these shows feel like two different shows that should be on their own separate paths yeah yeah this is kind of what i mean So, episode 9, it's almost Christmas, and Ruriko, again, is an idiot, even though she had a smart redemption arc, she thinks that people eat reindeer for Christmas dinner, and not turkey, I guess, and Ruriko, apparently, she makes, like, two bad jokes throughout, I don't really remember them, they were just, they were just dumb, uh, and then she feels bad, again, so she's like, you know what? I'm going to cook something for you guys. She puts back on her maid outfit. Can you guess what she makes? Remember how I said that I didn't know if most of these were real recipes? Like some of them I said, yeah, yeah, these are these make sense as real recipes. This one, I was very confused. She makes candy rice. Now I'm thinking, you've heard of people like candying something where you can candy a lemon or something where it's like, you basically put a bunch of like brown sugar on it, you coat it, and then it kind of hardens, so it's more of like a chip. You candy something. It's it's a method of cooking. I was thinking she was going to do something like that. Like makes these little rice balls, covers them in a bit of brown sugar, waits for it to harden, and it kind of becomes a candy. I was thinking, yeah, that, that makes sense. No. Remember, she's an idiot. She literally just makes a bowl of rice and just throws some hard candy on <laughs> She just throws, like, a bunch of fucking hard candy on top of a bowl of rice. And I was thinking, okay, 
maybe this is a thing. I don't know. But sure enough, all three of the girls have it. And they're like, yeah, this is terrible. This is ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it was so, oh, my God. It was so weird. So, so yeah, uh, Ruriko, Ruriko really uh, screwed the pooch on this one, making candy rice. What a weirdo. Um, okay, we only have four episodes left to talk about. Thank God. Okay, episode 10. Um, one thing they do in this show that I actually really do appreciate is they do reference things that happen in, uh, in, in previous episodes. Um, like they'll, they'll reference how they went to movies or that, um, you know, Ruriko thought she saw Neanderthal or things of that caliber. They'll reference things that happen in the show. So it makes the show feel that it's actually flowing together. It's not every episode is individually separate. A, they, they flow into each other. There's there's a built canon, if you will. I do appreciate that because, again, this is super low budget. So actually doing that and not just completely revamping the script every episode, I can give some credit to. But this episode... This episode brings some weird stuff. Uh, the description on Verve said that... Um, said that they break the fourth wall. Which always has a recipe for disaster built into it. Uh, but anyway, the way they break the fourth wall in this show is the girls are talking and Raina says there's this new show I've been watching called JC Meshi. And it's a completely, you know, different show than JK Meshi because it's like this boy who has super good uh, deductive reasoning and can like constantly solve any crime or anything basically the complete antithesis of a jk meshi so they talk about it whatnot whatnot but then they actually reference jk meshi and they say oh it's this show about these girls who just sit down and talk and will occasionally make some food and just have a have a talk and have a good time and then they sit and watch the show because it's 1 a.m. at their time. They say, hey, let's watch the show. And they play sound clips from previous episodes. <laughs> and they go on to say, yeah, this was actually pretty good. You know, I, I, I like this show. This was this was really fun. <laughs> Which was so weird. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, can't end the episode without, without making some food. <laughs> so they make potato chip kanji or kongi. I have no idea what that is. But it's basically softened potato chips over rice, which that kind of seems like it would be a you know like a, like a normal thing. You got some salt, some rice, and some potato chips, some fried potato chips. It seems it seems like a normal dish. I don't I don't have anything more to say about that. It's it's just it's just it's just crushed lays over over rice. <laughs> There's not much more to it. Oh, but there is much more to episode eleven. Oh my god. I had to take a drink of my sparkling ice to prepare myself for these last three episodes. Anyway, episode 11. They make a joke that I actually thought was kind of creative. But it was still weird. So they're trying to plan a vacation. The girls want to go on a vacation. Rico suggests that they go to the Islets of Langerans. Or the Islets of Langerhands. I don't know exactly how that's pronounced. I'm assuming it's the Islets of Langerhands. Or Longerans. I don't know how it's pronounced. Anyway, you would think, oh, with a name like that, you know, Islets kind of looks like islands. 
and it sounds as if it's a location out in the middle of the ocean somewhere. You would think that. And Reyna thought that too. She was guessing, oh, is it in the Pacific Ocean? Is it in the Mediterranean? It's not neither? Well, then where is it? And Ryoka informs her that the Islets of Longerens is actually in your pancreas. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb, but it actually made me laugh because I wasn't expecting it because I'm no biologist. I don't know what this islet stuff is. I, I, I don't remember the pancreas lesson in, in seventh grade science, but yeah, I'll give, I'll give them some credit. I'll, I'll give them a little, uh, little, little applause for that joke. Kind of, kind of creative. But anyway, the, the girls want to go to Hawaii because who doesn't want to go to Hawaii? Uh, but they have no money. Ryoka's like, yeah, we basically need 100,000 yen each to go. How much money do you guys have? Spoiler alert, they don't have anywhere close to 100,000 yen. <laughs> so yeah. So amidst their sadness, they decide to make uh, okonomiyaki rice with bonito flakes. Nice, nice little simple dish that has absolutely nothing to do with uh, anything. Else. Actually, you know, that's incorrect. The way that they reference and connect it to Hawaii is the bonito flakes. When you put them on hot food, they kind of like move around because they're a very thin, uh, they're very thin food or topping, I guess. Uh, so they move around and they kind of look like a hula dancer. So I don't really know what hula dancers they're looking up on the internet, but I, I can at least see where the comparison was being drawn. Okay. Episode 12. Um, so the girls are becoming, uh, very self-aware that they do the exact same thing every single episode. <laughs> so they're saying like, Hey, we need to switch things up. Like, let's go outside. Let's go do something like that. And they talk about how they love sports. They talk about how they love sports and they're, they're huge, huge sp sports fans. Let's go Mets. They're big in sports and they love soccer. And Ryoka's is like, you guys don't even know soccer. You guys don't know anything about soccer. You know what? Let me test you on your soccer knowledge. So Ryoka basically asks them, uh, what is an offside trap? You know, soccer term. And the girls say, oh, it's when a player gets tricked by a con artist. <laughs> yeah, con artist just walks onto the field and, and tries to sell them a pyramid scheme. And that's exactly what that is. So, of course, Yoko's like, no, you're wrong. All right, now what's a hat trick? I didn't actually remember what an offside trap was, but I do remember what a hat trick is. I know that's when uh, when a player scores three goals in a game. At least that's what it is for uh, for for hockey. A player score, scores three goals in a game. It's it's called a hat trick. Um, but the girls guess that it's when the ball magically appears in the goal because it's you know it's it's a trick. The, the trick is that it's just magically in the goal. <laughs> they're expecting that every soccer player that's on the field is just like a, like a trained musician, a musician, magician, or illusionist. <laughs> it's like, again, they're kids. I can understand the, the silliness and the ridiculousness in their answers. <laughs> but oh my God, it's, it's so weird. Um, yeah. So then Raina says after completely bombing the soccer quiz, Raina goes, you know, let's let's play something that we can actually do. And you're expecting them to say, like, hey, let's go, like, cook some food or let's go play basketball outside or hide and seek or something. Nah, Ruriko says, oh, like advanced radio calisthenics? 
Where are these words coming from? What? I, I, I think it's supposed to be the, oh, ha ha, saying something that we absolutely don't do, which, I mean, I do it too. It's funny, but like, I don't know where it came from. I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay. Anyway, they go on a bike ride and buy some French fries and throw some furikake on it, which I've seen furikake. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's something and they put it on their fries and they're like, wow, this is really good. And and the episode ends. And finally, we have arrived to episode 13. So they're getting a bunch of school supplies because like winter breaks over and uh, Ruriko apparently has too much of everything. So they just keep going on this for for a long time uh, about how like, oh, she has too many personal things. They reference that she has like five toothbrushes or something. Yeah, she just has a bunch of shit. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that that joke goes on for two minutes too long. And then they're they're now on to their cooking portion of the show where they make camember camembe. I don't know exactly what that is. It's like a type of cheese. It looks like camembert. I don't know if that's exactly how it's pronounced. Uh, but they make this cheese and they throw in some curry seasoning. Um, they heat up the cheese and make like a fondue and then use pretzels to dip in it. Which honestly sounds like a pretty good snack. You know what I mean? It's like you got you have hot cheese, curry powder, and pretzel. It sounds like a good snack. Um, yeah, and then they do that and they're like, wow, this is so good. And then the episode ends. But at the end of the episode, they do something interesting. Because they played it at the end of the previous episode, but there wasn't subtitles, so I didn't know what it meant. But they have an announcement that encourages aspiring VAs to try dubbing with us. And I'm just assuming that they're trying to get, like, aspiring voice actors to be like, Hey, come on the show, get some dubbing experience. I'm assuming? Because I ended up, spoiler alert, scrolling through some of the, the future episodes... And at the very end, it turns out that Reyna has a brother, and he has a voice. He only says, like, one line. He says, thank you or something. Um, but I'm just wondering if that was, like, an aspiring voice actor. Which, if that's the case, you know, that's that's cool. I, I am a big fan of that, you know, bring, bringing, in, bringing in but an amateur into, into this uh, clearly professional project. But I still think that's pretty cool. Again, I don't know. I don't know how to fact check that, but still think that's kind of interesting. Um... But I skipped through a couple more episodes to see, hey, maybe they changed the environment. Because remember, I I just watched half of it. I watched 13 episodes. There's 26 of these. I, I breezed through the episodes. It is the exact same thing. There's no plot progression. There wasn't any plot progression in this one. They did kind of tie some things together, like the Neanderthal jokes and and, and the, the, the history tests and being smart now with Ruriko. They do reference those things, but there's no progressing plot. There's none. There's none at all. Which, I think the show could have benefited from it, but I just think the show had so many things working against it. Like, it had the bad animation, it had a really low budget, it had a terrible, terrible time slot, it had no plot whatsoever. It just, it was one of those series that it felt that it could have been something good. Like I said, I think this premise, as is, could have worked a bit better for, like, college girls in a dorm because at least when I, where I went to college, there were three by three dorms. Well, sorry, not three by three, but there were th three people to a dorm rooms. Like you could have three different beds in one room and they would all live together. 
They could have easily done that same thing with a college setting. Because it's always the typical college thing of like, oh, you make these struggle meals because you don't have any money. So you'll just make like a bunch of pizza rolls or oven pizzas or just the, the most abhorrent shit that you could imagine bringing together. You can make that in college and it makes sense. It plays into that sort of broke college student trope. I think it would have been significantly better for this show to focus on these girls wanting to do different things with their majors, all coming back, studying together, and making these terrible dishes. I think that could have been a lot funnier because it shows, hey, these college kids are struggling and they progressively get better with their with their meals. They get progressively smarter with their studying. I just feel a premise like that could have a lot more intrigue to it. And again, I'm not saying it has to be this, you know, narrative driven, beautifully intricate story, but even just something to make me care because I genuinely could have watched all 26 episodes of this. But why? I would have said the exact same thing over and over again. And I kind of already did with all these episodes because they had the same play out. I just, I just don't know. They had so much that they could have done with this series and they could have had some other fun moments where like, oh, you know, we have different settings. Like we have to go into different classes or hey, here are common things that, that college kids go through. So stress of the midterms. Oh, well, let me make you this meal that's supposedly supposed to re reduce stress. Or, hey, let me make you a tea that reduces stress. And then one of the girls says, oh my god, I've been doing so much studying that I haven't been able to sleep. Oh, well, let me make you this meal that has an ingredient that helps you fall asleep. Do you see what I mean? They could have made it so much more creative with their, uh, with their food stuff that it felt in line with the plot. Because they kind of tried that. They made it like, oh, we're stressed for high school testing, high school testing. But then they just forget that it was a plot point. It was just weird. It was it was weird. So much potential for this show to actually be something kind of funny. On par with something like How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, where it's educational, has a bit of a plot, has a character that has a reason to exist, and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This was this was just an interesting thing. A very, very interesting anime that I had to cover. Cause like I can't outright say that this anime was terrible. Because honestly, for the first like five or so episodes, I was kind of enjoying the uh, the uh, the series loop where it's the same characters doing silly things and then cooking food. I was kind of enjoying it because, you know, they didn't do anything outright terrible. They had the idiot character that was actually smart because she absorbed the stuff. They had weird writing, but I didn't outright hate it. But I ended up not enjoying the show because it was the same thing over and over and over again. It, yeah, it just, it had a big identity crisis, which definitely led to its, uh, unpopularity. Is that even a word <laughs> that, that led to its, uh, sort of, sort of downfall and my loss of interest, which is it, very sad. I was rooting for the JK Meshi girls. I really was. I really was. But alas, sometimes you don't get exactly what you hope for. Yeah. Honestly. I think that kind of does it for my for my review of J.K. Meshi. Are there any sequels or anything to this series? Damn. A decent amount of reviews. Hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, there's some there's some ratings on here where people are like giving it a one. Uh and giving it an eight. I don't know how many of these I actually take seriously, but it's just so funny. Oh my god. Um, anyway, 
this this stuff so weird. <laughs> this show's so weird. Uh, anyway, so that finishes my uh, my review of uh, of J.K. Meshi. So aren't aren't you glad? Aren't you glad, guys? Glad that um that you you didn't have to watch that yourself. You you could just listen to me list out all the stupid things that were in this show. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 honestly honored. I'm honored you guys are at this point in the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, that is going to end off this episode. Thank you all for uh, for listening in. Um, and if you made it this far, thank you. We got more terrible anime to cover in the uh, in the weeks to come. So I hope you guys are as ready as I am because uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be some good ones, so some good terrible ones. I, I can already feel it. But thank you guys for tuning in this week. Go follow me on Instagram if you haven't already found me on there uh, at on air with air on no spaces, just all one word. Um, follow the podcast, leave a review. Um, right now I checked, there's actually two reviews on Apple Podcast, which is funny because I only reviewed my podcast on Spotify. I just gave it a five star because I mean, come on guys, this is the best content you could ask for, but there's two reviews on Apple podcast. So if you're listening and, and you, and you dropped a review without me even saying, Hey, drop a review, then I, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you greatly. Um, but yeah, you can, uh, you can, I don't think there's any comments. I think you can leave a review like with words and stuff, uh, on Spotify. So if, if you want to do that and drop and, and tell me just how terrible I am or how terrible these shows are or how amazing I am then feel free to do so. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, but with that being said, I appreciate you guys all listening and join me back next time as I cover another absolutely terrible anime.